will do in the days ahead. And I just want you to watch because we're about to dismiss our children to go to children's church. And I want you to see what he's doing in the days ahead. Kids, y'all free to go to children's church at this time? And I want you to just watch. There's like thousands of them leaving here right now. It's absolutely incredible. Y'all thought I was kidding, didn't you? Look at this. They're worth it. I want you to continue to pray for God's will in our church. Will you do that? It's so important that we're following his will, not our own. I'm glad you're here today. And in the final week of uh, this series that, that we started a while back, we're in week number four of a series that we're calling You Decide. And uh, I think it's appropriate today that as we close out this series, you get an opportunity to decide uh, what tomorrow holds. And so uh, if you have your Bibles this morning, I want you to turn to Luke chapter 10. And we'll get there in, in just a minute, I promise. In, in this series, we've been talking about this fact, this idea that we are who we are today based on decisions that we've made in the past. Right? We are who we are, we are where we are based off decisions uh, that we've made in the past. And when you think about it, the decisions that we are making today, the decisions that we currently make will really impact who we become and who we are and where we go uh, in the future. And so for the last few weeks, here's what we've been doing. We've been talking about uh, some very specific decisions that we've been making uh, hopefully together over these past few weeks. In week number one, we decided to live out our purpose over popularity. And so uh, we, we talked about how important it was to understand God's purpose over our life and the priority that it should take over other people's opinions or popularity. In week number two, we talked about whether we are going to surrender or whether we are going to be in control. And that was a real struggle because some of you, we found out that week, are control freaks. And uh, even at the end of the sermon, I still had some that just didn't get it. They were still control freaks when they left here. But, so they decided to be that. But we talked about in week two whether we were going to surrender or whether we are going to be in control. If you missed any of these, by the way, they're available on our website. Uh, you can listen to them or uh, whatever podcast you listen to. You can search on our church name and find that. And then last week, we talked about... Uh, whether we, we decide whether we're going to be givers or whether we're going to be takers in this world. And the, the message didn't go where you think it might go. If you didn't hear it, it wasn't about tithing. So, but we talked about being givers or being takers. And today, as we close out this series, I, I want to start this morning by asking you a, a question. And, and I want everybody to participate uh, this morning. But here's the question. How many of you would honestly say that you would love to have more time to do things that are really important to you. Would you just raise your hand this morning if you would like to have more time to do some of the things that are important to you? Yeah, quite, quite a few people uh, would say that uh, because most of us, you know, wish we had more time, really, don't we? 
I mean, we, we, some of you might say, you know, I, I wish I had more time to read. Uh, I would never say that, but you might say that. I would say, I wish I had more time to fish, right, while you're reading. Uh, but, you know, or some of you may say, you know, I wish I had more time to spend with my kids. Uh, I wish I had more, more time to do, you know, whatever it is. But we often wish that we have more time. I wish I had more time to do things that are really important to me. But like most people, most of us have a job, right? Most of us have lawns to keep up, yards to mow, flower beds to weed. Can I just ask, is anybody else here got moles in their flower beds that are driving them absolute crazy? Could we get like, instead of a security team, could we get like a mole team here at the church that would just go around and, you know, I thought about getting some of those automatic weapons that are probably against the law. Is it called a machine gun? I don't even know. But just going out in the yard and just start going, you know, shooting into the ground because we have moles so bad. And so, you know, things like that. You've got dishes to wash. You've got laundry to do, uh, bills to pay, kids to raise. You know, you, you, it takes time to get that perfect selfie to post on Facebook. I got a question for you selfie people. Why do you hold the camera above your head when you do that? Better. Oh, you can't see the, you can't see the turkey neck. I see. Yeah, if you hold it up here, you can't see that double, triple chin that you've got. I got it. I just wondered why everybody's always holding it up here. It's awesome. But you know, many times we probably said, I wish I had more time. I wish I had time to do this or that, but I just don't have uh, enough time. And I don't know if you've noticed this or not, but, and I don't even know when this started, but I just kind of noticed the trend. You know, when, when you ask somebody how they're doing now, their reply, most of the time is, I'm busy. You know, busy, busy, busy. Just run, 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 run. That's how we are. We just busy, 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 run, run, run. And, and I can't remember ever asking anybody, you know, how, how are things going? And they're like, oh, you know, just relaxed. Just, just chilling out. Uh, did, wait, I do remember one guy, but he was smoking dope. But that, I, I wouldn't recommend that to anyone here. We don't promote that or encourage that, but he was chilling. I do remember he was chilling. Uh, but, you know, you, hardly anybody ever says, I shouldn't have said that. That was, that was an early service joke that uh, they don't take me seriously in the early service. But, but here's the deal. And, and if, if you don't get anything else, if you want to take a nap after this point, you can. But here's, here's one thing I want you to get. I want you to understand and I want you to pay close attention to this morning. And, and, and it's this. I believe that Satan wants you to be busy. I believe Satan would like nothing more than for us to be busy, busy, busy. Run, run, run. Because if he can't get you to do what he wants you to do, then he wants to make you so busy that you can't do what God wants you to do. And I believe that with, with all my heart. And, and, in honestly, and honestly, this morning, though, I don't think that we can truly say, I don't think that, that we can really say that we don't have enough time to do things that are important to us. I, I don't think we can truly say that because in most cases, on most days, I actually have time for whatever I decide to have time for. Right? And, and, and so we all have time for what we have 
chose to have time for. And so here's our decision today. Today we get to decide, you get to decide, right? To choose what's important or what's not important. Or what we might see today as what some people would think is urgent, right? You decide if we're going to choose what's important or we're going to choose what seems to be urgent. And I believe that God will help guide us toward our decision this morning as we look at his word. And here's the deal. Most of us might say, you know what? Urgent things are important, right? Some of us might argue, but urgent things are important. But I want us to to look at that today because urgent things are not always important and and there's a difference. And I want to give you an example. Let's say, for instance, that your, your car breaks down because you haven't serviced it like you needed to. Okay, now it's urgent that you get your car repaired, right? It would be urgent that you get your car repaired. But what was important? That you serviced it, right? That's what was important. Now it's become urgent because you neglected to do what was important, right? Uh, Or let me give you another example. You get really, really sick because you haven't taken care of your body the way that you needed to. You didn't sleep right. You're overwhelmed. You're doing too much. So going to the doctor to get treatment for being sick would be urgent, right? But what was important? Taking care of your body to begin with, right? taking, taking uh, uh, care of, uh, of God's temple that it's referred to in, in Scripture. And so, you know, you get to decide. You know, going to the doctor for treatment is urgent, but taking care of your body so you don't get sick is important. So you decide what's important or what's urgent. I, w- I want to share with you a thought by an author, uh, Seth Godin. Uh, he's a kind of a marketing guru kind of guy. Some of you may be familiar uh, with some of his stuff, but, but he, he wrote this. He said, if you choose what is important, you won't deal with as many things that are urgent. And, and, and that is so true. If you choose what is important, you won't deal with as many things that are urgent. But he says the opposite of that is never true. He, he says, if you only choose what is urgent then you're not going to be faced with more things that are important. So we have to decide, all right? Here's the decision. We have to decide if we're going to choose important over the urgent. And so today, I want to look at what's probably a familiar story to you in the New Testament in Luke chapter 10. It's a story about two sisters named Mary and and Martha. And we're going to look at Martha, who does what a lot of us do, who probably what many of us do. She is overwhelmed. She's so overwhelmed with the urgent that she misses what is most important. So let's, let's look at how uh, Luke describes this in Luke chapter 10, starting in verse 38 this morning. He said this, he said, as Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary, and we're going to see Mary chooses what's most important. Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. Mary chose what was important. Martha did what many of us do. She decided to focus on what was urgent, right? 
Uh, and, and we're going to read ahead that Martha got all wigged out. She's freaking out, you know, wanting everything to be just right. And you can't hardly blame her, can you? Because Jesus is coming to her house, right? I mean, Jesus is, is, is at her house. I, I mean, how many of us have found out that we're about to have company, you know? And, and, and what do you do? You go in this crazy, frenzy, frenzy mode. I remember uh, one time that we had one of our houses up for sale, and we had it listed with a realtor. And if any of you have ever been through this, you know exactly what I'm about to say. They will call and say, we're bringing somebody in 15 minutes to look at your house. And you lose your mind because you're looking at your house going, this house ain't never going to sell looking like a pig pen, right? And so you just go through the house. And I remember I would come home. Is that me? Is that this? We're on a backup. Yep. This is microphone number two that I have been through today. I tore up the first one in the first service. So when I'd start doing the cartwheels, we'll be all right. But anyway, I, I remember with the realtor would call, and I, w- I would drive home. This particular time, I remember I worked at Axiom in Conway still, and I drove home, you know, and uh, drove the speed limit, and I uh, got home, and, you know, just started going through the house. And I can remember, put it wherever they may not look. All right. And so, you know, throwing stuff under beds, not that we have a junkie house, but we have kids. And so, you know, throwing stuff under beds, I kid you not, if you've not ever done this before and you've got a realtor wanting to show your house, you can cram a lot of stuff in your washer and dryer. I'm just telling you. All right. It doesn't necessarily have to be clothes. I actually want the kids fit in there. I mean, it's you can get a lot of stuff in there. But, you know, even if someone's coming to your house, you know, you know that they're coming. Well, what do you do? Well, you start picking up. You start cleaning, you know. And if you really like them, you know, the finishing touch is light the expensive candle, right? The one that makes it, our house smell like Kirkland's or, or whatever. And, and we do this at our house all the time. And, and it's just because things have got to be just right. Somebody's coming. And so panic, panic, panic. And this is just for a regular person. All right, think about this. Think if it was Jesus coming to your house. What would you do? If Jesus, if you knew Jesus was coming to visit at your house, what would you do? Somebody came up to me after the first service and said, you know, there was a song written about that one time. It was called, uh, Hide the Beer, the Pastor is Here, right? <laughs> and so, uh, the, none of you, I know, I know you're all good Nazarene people and that wouldn't be you, but, but some of the people down the road, that might fit them. But if Jesus was coming to your house, what would you do? I'm going to say that you'd get in a panic. You'd get all worked up in a frenzy trying to get things fixed up, picked up. You'd put worship music on if Jesus was coming, right? And have the kids on a search, all out search, find a Bible to put on the coffee table. And that'd be you. But Jesus is coming. What, what, what would you do, right? Martha freaks out just like you would, just like many of us would, and she misses what is important. She misses what is really important. Look at verse 40. It says this, but Martha was what? Mmm. If he can't get you to do what he wants you to do, maybe he could just distract you. 
Martha was distracted by all the preparations that she thought had to be made. I, I threw she thought in there. That's my version. But she was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. And, and I don't know about you, but I get distracted all the time. You know, how many times have I, and I don't know if this is just distraction or I'm brain damaged, but I pass a road a lot of times that I needed to turn on because I'm distracted. Uh, I've never done this, but I've seen Lynette walking around looking for a cell phone that she's talking on. (laughs) I remember a time that we reported her phone stolen. And it was in the refrigerator (laughs) for three days. Bill, you found one in the freezer one time, didn't you? Mm-hmm. We get distracted, don't we? We do things that we wouldn't typically do if we were paying attention and focused on what is important. Martha was distracted by all the preparations, listen, that had to be made, right? Had to be made. I've got to do this. This is so important. I've got to get this done. She came to Jesus and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Tell her to get up off the couch. Tell her I need some help. What's she doing here? She's tattling. (laughs) She's tattling on her sister. She's left me to do all the work. I'm doing all of it by myself. Tell her to help me. She's wigging out. She was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. And I just wonder today, how many of you have been distracted from what's really important? How many of us have gotten distracted from what is important? So this morning... We have to ask ourselves, we need to decide. God gives us an opportunity to decide what is the most important thing. And if you're here today and you're a follower of Jesus, I believe that we'd all agree that Jesus is important. If you're a follower of Christ and call yourself a Christian, I believe that you would say that spending time with Jesus is an important thing. But we get distracted. We get distracted from spending time with Jesus. We get distracted from spending time in His Word. What else is important? Your family. Your family is important, and some of you are so busy. Run, 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 run. And you're distracted, and you're missing out on your kids growing up. And can I just tell you, from experience, they grow up fast. And you're never going to get this time back being busy and being distracted. You'll never get that time back. And here's another thing, and we talk about this in the, the marriage group that Lynette and I do in our home. Some of you are so caught up in the urgent situations 
And often we look at it and justify the urgency and the run, run, run. But some of you get so caught up in the urgent situations of your children and their lives and their social lives that you're neglecting your marriage, which, oh, by the way, is important. It is, it's the rock that holds the family together. You cannot, you cannot neglect the relationship with your spouse and have a healthy family. You just can't do that. Because, but we, we do that because we get so busy trying to do everything that our kids want to do and to give them everything that they want, and you've neglected your relationship with your spouse because of that. Some of you have neglected your physical body. You just have. There's so much going on, and you're running and running and running, doing so many urgent things that you haven't taken care of yourself. And fast food is convenient, right? And who has time to exercise? I mean, who has time to do that anyway, right? Who has time to exercise? People who make time for it. I'm preaching to myself. Some of you are going, yeah, when did you exercise last? Well, when I exercised last, when I made time to exercise last. That's when I did it. And it may not be physical, but it may be spiritual with you. Maybe you've got a habit. Maybe you've got a sin, a recurring sin going on in your life that you need to deal with. And you know this is really important. But you just keep letting it linger and you haven't, you haven't dealt with it. Why? Because the urgent is distracting you from what is important. Martha is distracted. She's distracted. And look at what Jesus says in verse 41. He says, Martha, Martha. I can hear him, right? Martha, come on. He answered, you are worried and upset about many things. And can I just stop here for a second? Because this is where some of you are today. You're worried and upset about many things. I can't get it all done. I'm never going to get it all done. I've got kids. I've got dinner to fix. I've got laundry to do. I've got yard work to do. I've got mows to kill. You know, you're worried and you're upset about so many things. And Jesus said, but few things are needed or indeed only one. And then he says, Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not. Don't miss this. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. What has Mary done? She chose what is better. She decided what was important. And Martha surrendered for the urgent. And I promise you, if you're not careful, the urgent will crowd out the important. It happens all the time. It happens all the time. But you get to decide. You get to decide this. This is your decision. You make. You decide what is important or what is urgent. We have time for what we decide to have time for. And I don't always get this right. I have the same struggles that, that you do, I promise. Uh, I, I often tell you, I'm not preaching to the choir, I'm preaching to the preacher because most of the time what I'm preaching is what's going on in my own life that God's speaking to me about. I just want to share with you this morning, though, just some practical things maybe that I've been trying to do. And like I said, I'm not, I'm not perfect. I don't always get this right. 
Uh, sometimes I, I get distracted, but I just want to share with you uh, uh, three things this morning that, that I've been trying to do myself that might be helpful to some of you. First thing is, is I've started setting myself some deadlines, all right? And, and I set those. I, I try to set those myself and not let other people set those for me. Uh, let me. Let me give you an example. When is the deadline for me to have my sermon ready? Sunday morning. Right? About 8.45 is when they unmute my microphone back there in the sound booth. Sunday morning about 8.45 is my actual deadline to have uh, my sermon prepared and, and ready to go. But instead of me using that as my deadline, what I did was is I've set my deadline for myself to be Friday at 4 o'clock. That's the, the deadline that I've set. And, and here's why. This is a very important part of what I do as a pastor of a church, okay? This is extremely important. Sharing with you on, on Sunday mornings and, and on Wednesday nights, which most of you didn't even know we met on Wednesday night, but we do. And, and, but anyway, it, it's an incredibly important part of what I, what I do. And, and so, listen, why would I leave something that is so important up until the last minute to do? Or complete. Some of you take great pride in calling yourself procrastinators. All right, you're going to die young of worry and fret and regret. All right, can I just tell you, you procrastinators that are out there? But why would we leave to the last minute something that is so important? So decide what's important. Decide what's important and set some deadlines based on the important things. And you may be like, well, I can't do that. I don't have the kind of job you have. And you should be thankful you don't have the kind of job I have. All right? But don't tell me that you can't set some deadlines and, and meet them. Because hey, here's the deal. All right? Some of you, if you've got vacation scheduled this week, let's say you've got vacation scheduled for Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. No, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, because you're going to come back for church on Sunday. But anyway, you, here's the deal. If you know you're going to be off on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, what are you going to do? You're going to get all your work done by Wednesday, right? So don't tell me that you can't set deadlines and you can't get it all in because if you know you're going on vacation, you can do what normally takes you five days, Monday through Friday, you can do it in three. Right? Because what are you doing? You're choosing what's important. You're deciding it's what is important. You're setting a deadline. You have a deadline, and you're getting it done. Right? And you decide that. You, you get to decide that. Now, that may mean that you can't spend three hours a day on Facebook. Heaven forbid. But it may mean that you decide that some things are a little more important than what the latest executive order is and everybody's opinion on it and don't get me on it i'm getting less and less uh thrilled with being on facebook anymore but you know set some deadlines for some things that are important and make them a priority and and i've proven to myself that setting a, a deadlines makes me more productive it frees up some of my time and gives me, allows me, you know, more time to spend energy and effort in the areas that I value the most uh, as well. And what's important. Second thing is this. I'm having to learn to be more selective with my yeses. Um, and I'd encourage you to be careful and prayerful about what you say yes to. 
but I, and I'm going to step out from here, Ronnie, and I'm going to pull my pants leg because for whatever reason, Ronnie's got my, he knows my, when I step to the side and pull up my pants leg, I'm fixing to get all up in your business. But uh, if we come to you, and let me just give you an example. Maybe we have like a thousand kids and we need a few more volunteers to help in the children's department. And we come to you and say, you know, we could really use your help in the children's department. And you go, well, I'll pray about it. We know you ain't praying about nothing. You ain't praying about it. You're telling us no in the most polite way that you can possibly think to tell us. So if you don't want to do it, just say you don't want to do it. And all the little children just go play on the highway. But... I'm praying about it sometimes is not a good answer because here's what we've decided. We, we talked about this in staff meeting. The looks that we get, I'll pray about it, you know, like it's painful that you're going to pray about it. But here's what we've decided to do. When we come to you and ask you to volunteer for a situation or we feel like there's something that we feel like you can do and meet a need in the ministry of our church, and we ask you and you say, I'll pray about it, we're going to respond, well, we've already prayed about it, and that's why we're here. You think we came to you without praying about it? Some of you, we've asked, you know, because we prayed about it. And so anyway, but uh, be careful about, though seriously, what you say yes to. Um, Because, you know, I believe the the barrier for most people living a meaningful life is is not a lack of commitment, but I believe a lot of times it's overcommitment. All right, we just overcommit ourselves uh, so often. Busyness does not necessarily equal productivity. Okay, busyness does not necessarily equal meaning in your life. Busyness does not necessarily equal fulfillment in your life. In fact, instead of having a to-do list, maybe some of us should go home today and establish a to-don't-do list. Maybe. That's what some of us might need. The best leaders don't do more. The best leaders do more of what matters most. The best mothers don't do more. The best moms do more of what matters most. The most effective followers of Jesus, the best followers of Jesus, they don't just do more and more and more. They do what brings the most glory to their Savior. They do what's important. They do what brings glory to God. So we need to be careful about what all we say yes to because some of those things, folks, are just not about it. This is the big one. Try to do first what matters most. Try to do first what matters most. In fact, in our text today, here's the bottom line of the story. The bottom line of this entire message today is this. Time with Jesus matters most. Time with Jesus is what's important. 
Thank <laughs> you. 